Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Think Tank Sports. Think Tank Sports, where we think and you listen. Check us out on the socials, Facebook, 10, and the IG. And listen to us on Spotify for podcasters or wherever you get your podcasts. We are out there. And watch us on YouTube as we continue our YouTube journey. Well, uh, we are in looking looking back at week six here in the NFL. Uh, a very, very strange week uh, on so many different levels. And we'll get into all of that. We being myself and, of course, my tag team partner, Mike. Mike, how the heck are you? It looks like your your studio is uh, in full bloom. Yeah, we're, we're working on it. You know, still some technical adjustments, I'm sure, to be made. And uh, any feedback our tens of fans have, I'd appreciate. Uh, be kind, however. Um, but, yeah, it was a strange week. Um, the NFL has a couple of those every year, and this was our first one this season. Uh, but we'll get into that. Uh, first, Dave, two things I want to touch on uh, on our social medias. First of all, the um, tier maker we did last week, we got a lot of uh, views on it, a lot of input. Um, you know, probably the most things that I heard or the only thing that really popped up is we had Pittsburgh rated a little too low. Um when we went back and forth, if anyone listened to the actual podcast that went along with it, <laughs> yeah, we went back and forth and 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 settled uh, at underachieving. But uh, we thank you for that, and it was a lot of fun to do. So yeah, oh, absolutely, uh, yeah, we'll keep doing that. And then uh, today we put up uh, a Twitter poll, uh, and also on Instagram and Facebook yep. for you olds that still go on Facebook, uh, including <laughs> myself. Yep. Uh, and that question is, which 5-1 team should be at the top of this week's power rankings? And hand up, I messed up because there's five teams and only four slots on Twitter. Um, but to be frank, I just forgot about the Niners. That loss to the Browns was so heartbreaking to me, <laughs> and we'll get into why in a minute, um, that I just took the 49ers out of my um, – out of my thoughts for a little while. Anyway, yeah. uh, right now, early in the voting, the Lions are, are leading with 86% of the vote. Uh, and then the Chiefs are second with 14. And the Dolphins and the Eagles uh, yet to register uh, any fans on there. So, um, Dave, what do you think? Uh, or, mm. or right in the San Francisco 49ers. If we had to do a power ranking, which we don't really do here in, in the NFL because – yeah. There was just a lot going on. Um, yeah. Do you have an opinion? What did you vote? And if so, uh, I, I have not voted. I, I will oh. be open there. Um, you know, when you look at it, as far as complete teams go, I, I think the 49ers are at the top. I mean, offensively, they've been so good defensively, you know, they've only given up 87 points, uh, you know, just right there, uh, second to those pesky Cleveland Browns, um, mm. as far as that goes, uh, it'll be interesting, you know, uh, Christian McCaffrey got hurt and Debo Samuel got hurt and, um, so Kurt there's some Williams pieces, got hurt. Yeah. right, right. The so, right. Yeah. So there's, there's some pieces there, but I think, right now 
I think they're the best. I, I really do like the Lions. I like the momentum and things that they have, but I think when you look at longevity for teams, I, I the Lions I think are going to be good all year too, but I think the 49ers are better. Um certainly the Chiefs are good. Um, the Dolphins offense is ridiculously explosive, but their defense can be had. They've given up 156 points. So I can't complete team. I'm, I'm looking at the Niners, um, as one. And then, yeah, maybe that, maybe the chiefs at two. Yeah. I think all of them have their flaws for sure, except maybe the lions. Although David Montgomery being hurt is going to yeah. be, uh, that's huge. a big blow. We'll get into that when we get into their game. But, uh, yeah, I voted for the Lions um, just because of all the injuries for the Niners at incredibly important positions. You're starting left tackle, who's been just a stud. And we saw Purdy, you know, not handle that pressure once Williams was in. He came back in the game, but he really wasn't himself. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, uh, good fodder, good chance to let us know your opinions, good old-fashioned sports talk if uh, you want to engage there on the social medias with us we'd appreciate that yep uh speaking of engage dave you and i had uh, the sunday night football the think tank bowl is uh stevie covers yes, uh, think dubbed tank it, bowl. and um Oof. your bills prevailed 14 to 9 um and to the victor go to spoil so the floor is yours tell me what you saw in this game from your and the bills perspective yeah, you know, um, for the most part, you know, the defense played pretty well. Um, what I didn't like is, you know, the Giants got some good field position on turnovers and they turned it into field goals at least. Um, but that was challenging. I, the Bills offense, I just, I don't know what to say. I mean, they they didn't score any of their points until the fourth quarter. Uh when they had two, well, they had a drive that took up almost half of the third quarter and got into the fourth when they scored the touchdown and then had another long drive to get the another to the next touchdown. Um, so they got it going when they needed to, um, <clears throat> as far as that goes, but that, that kind of performance is not going to get it done against some of the better teams and they've got a lot of games left. You know, they still have to play the Bengals, the chiefs, uh, the Eagles and the Cowboys um, amongst teams left on their schedule. So that part has got to change for me. I'm not crazy about Josh Allen. What feels to me like exclusively going to Stefan Diggs and nobody else. Um, and I think that part is, I mean, you saw it in this game, right? Uh, you know, he completed 19 passes and 10 of them were to Diggs, and he targeted him 16 times. Um, don't get me wrong. I love, so can I give you my theory on that? He's great, but they've, he's got to be able to spread the ball around. Yes, please do so. Um, one, I do think as much as I like Gabe Davis, I don't think he's a two, he's a very good three. Uh, and they, made you know roster moves giving gabe davis the two spot mm-hmm. um and he's just he's not a separation receiver you know he's very good very big strong you know i'd love to have him on the giants don't get me wrong um and the the 
they still haven't solved the tight end issue uh, as well. So that kind of limits your options. I really thought James Cook was going to catch the ball out of the backfield more as well. I thought he would be more of an Austin Eckler, Marshall Falk type, um, even his brother Dalvin, um, you know, catching the ball. And maybe that's yeah. why, because of his brother, but uh, they don't seem to, to get it to him. But all of that is one thing. Is it the off-the-field nonsense that we've brushed aside with Diggs and Allen? And are they not getting along? And, you know, is Allen deferring to Diggs a little too much? Almost like Hurts for Philadelphia looks for A.J. Brown first and second before he even picks Devontae yeah. Smith or another option. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what do yeah. you think of all that? Yeah. I mean, I think that. Diggs and Allen pretty much squashed all of that stuff when those stories came out. So I don't think that's yeah. the case. Um, okay. Your stuff with James Cook is interesting. And I hadn't caught this. I'm looking at the numbers now that they didn't even throw a pass towards James Cook. I did see him open right. a few times and that has always been the plan. So I'm not sure what was going on. Um, you know, I mean, did, Latavius did, Murray certainly is not going to catch the ball out of the backfield. Never has in his career. I, I, I like him as a backup for yeah. you know for what you guys have going. But yeah, twelve carries, forty-five yards. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's fine. Yeah. Um, so you know, yeah. there, there's still some stuff to work out. You know, that being said, the Bills are four and two. They won this game. Um, you know, it is very interesting how the Giants. So the Bills end up with three sacks. My, I thought they were going to get way more than that. The Giants' offensive line sure. seemed to just gel as the game went along, which, uh, I mean, is just it's shocking with how many changes they had, and then they lose somebody else during the game, and you know you got our boy Justin Pugh from Syracuse saying straight off the couch, which was hilarious, by the way, if you saw the the. Yeah. Uh, player introductions as the offense was going. Um, I was really surprised because I thought the bills would really dominate them up front. And they did, you know, for like the first couple of possessions. And then right. after that, the, the bills didn't really get in there and that allowed, you know, a veteran and a former bill like Tyrod Taylor to keep the giants in the game. Um, you know, and then, you know, Saquon had a couple of big runs, uh, which again was surprising because the first couple of drives, you know, every time they hand the yeah, ball off, the yeah. bills were in the backfield. Right. Um, so, you know, kudos to the giants for that. I'm not impressed. I feel like the bills should have just, you know, more of a steamroll. Instead, this game literally comes down to two, two plays in the same end zone you won at the end of the first half uh where you know the giants have the ball they need to do a pass play they don't have any more timeouts and um tyrod taylor gets up to I, the line and then changes and you see him you know do this and he, he changes to a run play uh and the right. bill and and you couldn't do that you, you just couldn't and the bill stopped it and so the giants didn't get any points there uh, they showed Brian Dayball screaming all over the place and come to find out. Yeah. He had told Tyrod they needed to pass there. Um, right. So that was tough. And then, you know, the last, no, the last my, two plays. Quickly, my question is why is 
Kafka and Dable calling a play with a run option, even. You know what I mean? I understand maybe you like the pass option yeah. of that play so much, but um, don't even, yeah. especially with a backup, veteran or not, backup quarterback, backup offensive line, call the play, we're running this play. If yeah. it doesn't work, we'll still have we'll still have nine or ten seconds to run another play. Right, right. Um, it's it has to be a pass there. There's no one pass, pass option, um, right. as far as that goes. So you know that play certainly did not go well for the Giants, and everybody's you know going crazy. And then the last you know two plays of the game, right? There's a pass interference right. uh, with like eight seconds to go in the end zone, so they get the ball on the one yard line. Um, you know, and then. I remember that. Yeah, there was that pass yep. interference gave them, and then the the next play was was the last play, right? Right to Waller in the back of the end zone. Which you know, any other time of this game, they're going to call interference on that, probably. Yeah, interference Waller's or holding. Make... Either way, right? You know, um, Taron Johnson has is is on holding Waller. You right. know, he he's holding him. He's interfering. I mean, there's no question. And I think as as Mike said it. I think the fact that you in that point in the game and the fact that they had just called one, uh, which right. really quite honestly was uh, eerily similar um, right. to, you know, the one that they didn't call on the last play. So they're not going to call it two times in a row, I guess. Um, I thought for sure they were going to throw another flag um, and there was no time left uh, as far as that goes. So um, tough, tough loss for the giants certainly because they, they, you know, they, I think what you said, Mike, in your text, like they, they stood up and played well against, you know, one of the better teams in the league. And that has to be promising despite the fact that the giants are now one and five. Yeah, absolutely. This is the uh, effort and heart uh, I've been looking for out of this team all season. And frankly, hasn't really been there. Um, so I, I do, I am encouraged by that for sure. Um, the second half, the way the line played, like you said, uh, now granted, if we're going into the rest of the season with that line, we're in trouble. Andrew Thomas has to get back on the field. Yeah. I, I don't, they keep saying every, every week, it's like, oh, he's going to practice. And if he practices Thursday and Friday, he'll play Sunday. And, you know, limited practice, no practice, and he doesn't dress. Um, and, and I'm not calling him soft. I'm really not. But we need him out there. He absolutely has to be out there for oh, us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's uh, a huge also, balancing act. You've got to be able to know that that left side of your line is going to be okay. Right. And uh, also, Darren Waller has to step up. Uh, yeah. You know, he's getting plenty of targets. And, yes, he was being – uh, held on that last play of the game, but you got to make a, a better effort. Come through the defender and get your hand on it, or you know, make yeah. it even more obvious. Uh, yeah, was it a perfect pass? No, um, <laughs> no, but certainly, you know, something he could have worked with. Uh, I just for Waller, I haven't seen the um, the all pro effort for the mm -hmm. Giants. You know, he talks a big game, he looks great in uniform, and when he's open, you know, it, it's when he's wide open, it's great. Um, yeah. But I just don't see him making plays yet. Um, so 
I was happy the way Saquon played, you know, for coming back from injury. And, and yep. you know, they kind of had him on a little bit of a pitch count and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully that builds and the defense, you know, this Okereke, the, the linebacker that we got from the Colts all over the field, you know, we got turnovers, uh, still, still not enough pressure for my taste from the front line. No, um, no, no sacks of Josh. Something Allen. to build on. Right. Um, effort wise, something to build on. You were toe to toe with a far superior team. Um, whether they are going to admit that out loud or not, um, right. that'll give you some confidence. Uh, and we go forward from here. Um, you know, the idea of us being any kind of feisty playoff contender at the end of the season's over um, was probably over two weeks ago, but at one and five, it's just, uh, just not happening. Um, Danny Dimes needs to come back though. Uh, and the way yeah. they were talking, it might not be this week either. Mm. Uh, you know, neck injuries are, are tough. You know, yeah. you could you could wake up and feel great, and you could wake up and be paralyzed. You know, and then obviously I'm two extremes there. Certainly, yeah, yeah, no, no, I, but, but I get it. No, you know, the neck injuries. You know, you have to be extra careful with those. Um, right. You know, it's not a right. <laughs> pulled it's muscle in simple. your arm or something. You know, like it's right a strained tendon or something. It's, it's your neck, it's your spine. It's what keeps your whole body together. So yep, definitely some big concerns there. Uh, as far as that goes, um, did you have a problem? You mentioned that Dave all going nuts on Tyrod and then really throwing him under the bus in the press conference, uh, you know, veteran quarterback deserves respect for sure. Yeah. Um, Did you have a problem with him doing that? No, I mean, I think that, you know, I think for Dayball, he's just trying to, to be honest. Everybody saw it. Um, I mean, it's a tough spot, but I think he can do that with a veteran because Tyrod Taylor probably knows, you know, that was, that was tough. That was a, you know, my bad kind of thing, you know, and so he can do that with a veteran. So no, I don't have any issues with it. Um, you know, we Me think, either. We think about the Yankees and how Aaron Boone never calls anybody out. So right, um, right. call somebody out we every once in a while. That's okay. It's October, Dave. We don't think about the Yankees in October anymore. Yeah, no, no, no. clearly, clearly we do not. Um, All right. Well, that's, I mean, I really don't have anything else to say. I'm, yeah. You know, we need to get healthy at the right positions, especially the left tackle on the line and the center. Um, if we can get those two guys back this week um, and Danny Dimes can, you know, even if Tyrod's in there again, um, as long as we don't see your boy, Tommy DeVito, <laughs> I mean, we can't, he was the backup quarterback activated from the practice squad. Yeah. And the moment I saw that, I was like, Oh, we're, we're really <laughs> in trouble this week, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's go back. Uh, last Thursday, Dave, it was the Broncos and the Chiefs. Um, really not much to say. Chiefs win 19 to 8 in a fairly ugly, typical Thursday night, sloppy yeah. penalties. Nobody's really playing at a high level. Um, but for the Chiefs, I guess I, the only reason I really want to touch on that game is they really haven't put a game together yet. No. Uh, and other than Travis Kelsey, uh, and this is something I've said, you know, pretty much every game this year for the Chiefs. What 
what are they getting out of anybody else? Uh, yeah. It'll be interesting to see um, if they develop, you know, that rice kid is starting mm-hmm. to come around. Uh, of course, old friend Kadarius Tony has certainly has explosive talent. Um, <laughs> Three catches for nine yards. Yeah. I mean, he did get a touchdown, uh, right? But, right. Um, but right. yeah, no, I agree um, with you. They got to do something there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, but that's the case. Yeah. Not really much else to say. And, you know, that's the, probably the scary part for the league, right. Is the chiefs are five and one and, um, haven't played well yet. You know, I haven't really played all that well, I, you know, we'll get to the Eagles. I mean, that's, that's another team. Of course that's different, sure. but, but Mike, this, you know, we've mentioned this, this, the Niners Browns game, um, mm-hmm. the two stout defenses, um, you know, Cleveland just holding the Niners completely in check in the second half. The Niners get a, get a touchdown on a, you know, a bad interception uh, that gets them down close, you know, really close. And then they, they punch it in from there uh, to go ahead. But, you know, the Browns were feisty PJ Walker, you know, had some good moments in this game. Uh Absolutely. You know, he's the third string guy. I mean, he's played a little bit, um, you know, as far as oh, he's that been goes. around the league. Yeah, for sure. And he played a lot in the, I don't know if it was the USFL or the AAF or one of those. Um, he was pretty much the star of all of those summer leagues that they tried to throw at us. Um, but so he certainly has some ability. Yeah. But just a lot of field goals is kind of a theme all in all of these games. You know, Hopkins has four field goals. Uh, for the Browns and, you know, then, you know, the big one is, you know, the Browns get the field goal, kind of leave too much time on the clock, honestly. Yeah. Um, So too. And just some, some bad, some bad play. You know, I think there was a play where, you know, I'm trying to remember somebody could have gone down or, or went out of bounds instead of staying in bounds and it stopped the clock. Right. Um, And so they ended up, you know, the Niners had time and, and got down the field and set up, you know, Jake Moody. Here's the rookie from right Michigan where he, you know, made all these great field goals. I think he's the all-time leading. Is it Jake Feely? No, Jake Moody. Moody. Okay. Yes. And, you know, he lines it up and you feel like, oh, it's going to, you know, game over, even though, you know, Cleveland has played so gamely and everything looks good and he lines it up and he misses it, Mike. Um, yeah. And not by a lot, but, you know, huh, wide right uh, as far as that goes. And, and you know, the Browns are just going crazy. Um, and the Niners yeah, they did react like they won the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. And it, yeah. here's the big win for them. Sure. Uh, you know, Purdy really, this was the first time he was called on to win a game for his team. Like you said before, Steve Samuels was out. McCaffrey was out. So he had to um, he had to be the catalyst for the offense, and he didn't do a great job most of the game. Didn't handle the pressure well. Um, no, but the final drive, he did what he had to do, and that's what winning quarterbacks do. Yep, made a couple of nice passes. Mm-hmm. You know, good game management certainly got them well within field goal range, uh, and and he just missed. Now, if you're a fan of our lose with us. Uh, podcast uh, you would know that uh, I had the Browns 
49ers over 37 and a half. And that missed field goal not only cost the Niners the game, it cost every gambler in the world that had that over <laughs> because the total ended up being 36. Uh, so 36 plus three would have been 39. And, yep. you know, you would have moved forward. So another lesson in that's why you don't gamble because really everything went right and the ball was in the air to win the game and and, and they just missed it uh when are we ever going to get the laser beams straight up in the air off the tops of the field goal posts because i'm still depending on what angle you look at he missed it uh, you know i've, I've accepted yeah. that of course but still i'd like to have seen uh you know if it would have hit a laser beam or or whatever but that's uh that's for uh, 50 years from now podcast i guess Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> as far as that goes, but yeah, uh, you know, very, very interesting close game. Uh, oh, we had another London game uh, early in the morning Sunday. I don't know if you were running a second marathon or not, but uh, <laughs> no, no, I was not. <laughs> Ravens beat the Titans in a 24, 16, a lot of penalties, a lot of sloppiness, especially in the first half. Um and Tannehill gets hurt. We see my boy Malik Willis get a few uh, series and didn't play badly, but uh, just couldn't do what Brock Purdy did and, and get his team in a, in a position to win. Yeah. Uh, Lamar Jackson did what he does. He ran all over the place, uh, made some spectacular runs, hit some open receivers and, you know, got the job done against a Titans team that's going to be tough all, all you know, I don't think they're very good as far as win loss goes, but they're not no. a team you look forward to playing either. Um, no, no. Um, so, uh, I don't know if you uh, six, any tea and crumpets. No, uh, no tea and crumpets. Uh, six field goals for Justin Tucker. Um, right. Again, just ugh, you know, you don't like to see field goals. Like to see some touchdowns and, um, but yeah, that's that's yeah, Derek how Derrick Henry had some fun, you know, like throwback runs. I forget how fast he is. We always think yeah. about how strong he is and the stiff arms and all that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But boy, there was one run where he just got to the edge of the line and exploded past the linebacker, past the safety. And, you know, it, it was breathtaking um, to see. He still has that burst. So mm -hmm. um, good for him. Uh, Vikings Bears, Dave. The only no. reason I'm mentioning this is the Bears had – uh, Justin Fields get hurt. Yep. And they brought in Tyler Badgett, Tyson Badgett, excuse me, um, from Division II Shepherd College. Um, I have no idea where Shepherd College is located, uh, but it doesn't matter because uh, <laughs> it doesn't he, didn't, matter. he didn't play terribly. He had one really bad interception where he underthrew the ball and went right to the corner, you know, but. Overall, you know, he didn't play terribly, I didn't think. Um, but the only reason I bring this up after I say all that is you got to, folks, Google his father. Tyson Badgett's father is an all-time world-class arm wrestler. Like, oh, jeez. Super aggro, aggressive, just trash-talking, beating everybody um old school arm wrestler so and the videos of him are are out there are pretty entertaining so um 
I can get behind uh, the son of an arm wrestler doing well in the NFL. <laughs> yep. That's a uh, uh, very interesting stuff, Mike. Thank you for connecting the arm wrestling uh, yes. into our podcast. Uh, a good movie. If you haven't seen it over the top, Sylvester Stallone. I was just going to say when I turn my head, I feel like a truck. Yeah. <laughs> One um, of the all time lines. <laughs> yep. So, so go watch all that. Right. Uh, if you can find it, you probably have to pay for it, uh, which probably. is ridiculous, quite honestly. Um, you know, Wait, I, next, buddy. anything that uh, nothing crazy. I mean, we mentioned the Lions are five and one. So, you know, they went on the road to Tampa Bay and won 20 to six. Um, you know, that's that's a good positive um you know, NFC game for them. You know, we talked about it, you know, last week, uh, the opportunity for them to, to play against another division leader and, uh, and do that. But again, the injury to David Montgomery is, is huge. And, um, yeah. you know, you know, Jared Goff oh. throws for 353 yards and, you know, he just continues uh, yeah. to play really, really well. Um, and he's really feeling confident now. Like he's a natural leader on that team. Uh, and that Amonwa St. Brown has really blossomed into a number one receiver. I didn't think he was a one. Yeah. I thought he was a two or, or even a slot, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, he's really nice. And um, that team's rolling, dude. Uh, very interesting to see what they do without Montgomery the next four or six weeks, they're saying. Uh, yeah. But I think, I think, uh, Dan Campbell, the defense is playing great, and he's going to have the boys ready, you know, and fired up in every game. That was a decent Tampa team they beat. You know, it wasn't uh, that wasn't a pushover by any means. So, so good on them. Yep, uh, and they Dave, they go to they go to Baltimore this next Sunday. Uh, um, so that'll be a good litmus. So that is going to be a legitimate very, playoff contender. Legitimate tough defense. Yeah, yeah, tough defense. Yeah. So two road games in a row for Detroit. We will see again how they favor and line up against a, a really really good Ravens team. Absolutely. Uh, two teams that are considered really good, although their records, uh, well, they're fairly similar now, are the Bengals and the Seahawks. Uh, and uh, the real Geno Smith showed up in this one, Dave, and he really struggled, <laughs> especially in the second half. Uh, yeah. And the Bear, the Bengals' defense really just put the clamps down on uh, the Sea Chickens and uh, gave them nothing in the second half except a field goal. And uh, it, it just wasn't pretty by any means. This is not going in the football time capsule. Oh, no, definitely 17, not. 17-13 uh, yeah. Bengals. All of a sudden now are three and three yep. and, you know, the AFC contenders like your bills have to be just kind of looking in the rearview mirror and noticing them back there um, because they, we know they can get dangerous in a hurry. And yep. Joe Burrow said he finally felt like he could push off with full strength from his calf and not even think about it. So uh, he's yep. back to being healthy. So. Yep. And you could see that in the game, some of the throws that he made and the the movements around, uh, he wasn't doing that two weeks ago or even the week before that. So, uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Looks like he's getting healthy. Uh, you know, so that's something we'll continue to continue to monitor, obviously, sure. as things go here you during the season to Stevie's J E T S jets, jets, jets. Oh yeah. 
yeah. no doubt. Um, you know, I think everybody kind of looked at this like, oh, you know, the Eagles are going to you know, kind of steamroll the Jets and uh, not the case, Mike. The no. um, the Jets defense, uh, I don't know why, you know, people, they didn't start out the season, I guess. You know, there was some games where maybe they didn't play maybe as well as they would have liked to. Um, in particular, the Dallas game. Yeah, but they are immensely talented, and yes. they made you know a very, very good Eagles team look, uh, you know, pedestrian. I mean, they just were all over the Eagles. Um, you know, the the interceptions and um, yeah, three it, interceptions, it, yeah. including the one to seal it you know, which was uh, just a nice play. Uh, big Quinn and Williams get to get to ricochet shot back towards the defensive line and it ends up in his stomach. And we got a big, we got a fat guy running for a touchdown fat guy he running. Did, he yep. didn't make it, but still no. um, impressive, impressive defense. And frankly, Zach Wilson did what he had to do. You know, he wasn't spectacular, but they didn't need him to be uh, 19 for 33, 186 yards. No touchdowns, but no interceptions. Uh, yeah. They ran the ball uh, 21 times for 89 yards, so they stayed with the run. Um, but their defense kind of led the charge here. And uh, Dave, are the Jets good at three and three? Are they good? I mean, you know, they're game, right? They're a game okay. team. You know, mm-hmm. I think once Aaron Rodgers was lost, you know, that we had kind of everybody had said, you know, what would be, and I think we even talked about it, like, you know, what is, what is the barometer for, you know, Robert Sala to be back? And we were like, well, you know, if he has like seven or eight wins by the end of the year, so he's, you know, close to 500, um, that would be good. Well, the jets are now at 500, uh, with their first victory ever, uh, against the Eagles in their history. Uh, so that was nice. Um, yeah, I mean the Jets can hang around uh certainly mm. because of their defense and does their defense give them enough opportunities uh to take advantage of some of it and get some, you know, short fields and uh put them in position so their offense doesn't have to do a ton and can score and that's what you saw in this game uh and so yeah, I mean I, I think the verdict still is still not out on Roger Zach Wilson. Um, and so again, he didn't play bad in this game, uh, you know, but they, they just, they've, they have to manage him. Um, right. No, if Zach Wilson needs to do what Brock Purdy had to do for the Niners or, or, you know, Lamar Jackson had to do to be the Titans, this is not going to happen. Yeah. You know, we, we, we've seen that act before. Two things real quick. Uh, Robert Sala, I'm not sold on him at all from a Jets perspective. Still not sold on him. He he gets to the press conference. He just can't help himself. Talks about a dominating win, and they're not twelve and zero no more against the Jets, and like talking trash against a really good Eagles team that yeah. you know you probably want to don't want to wake that giant for sure. Uh, and then Aaron Rodgers, uh, this video comes out over the weekend of him throwing the ball on the sidelines, and you know pregame. And he's wearing a headset and coaching up everybody on the sidelines. What do you think about that, Dave? Do you think his 
you know, and of course the announcers are like, look how great he is. He's so awesome that, you know, even the awesome falls off him and touches one of the Jets players, you know, and makes them awesome. Yeah. I mean, mean, do you, what do you think? You know, they talked about after Rodgers got hurt that the hope would be and the expectation would be, you know, that he would be on the sidelines and helping with the team and, and doing everything he could. So from that perspective, it's not all that surprising. I think there's a, there's an ego piece to him yes. uh, where he says, you know, Hey, look at me, I'm out on the field, you know, yeah, throwing, did not have throwing the ball, right. like, right. okay, but your upper body didn't get damaged here, you know? Right. So you can still, even if you can, so you can stand up and you're not on crutches, you still have a strong arm and you could still, you know, throw the ball around, but you're not going to be on the field anymore. You're not pushing soon. off at all from the back foot. Right? Yeah. But right. so I think some of it's an ego and because everybody's obsessed with him every time he's on the sidelines and we already know the jets are going to be, you know, on TV a ton of times because they set that up expecting Aaron Rodgers to be there. We're going to continue to see this Mike for the rest of the season. As sad Probably. as that is. From the Eagles perspective, real quick, boy, the Jalen Hurts trajectory from the beginning of last season has been straight up. He's probably the best player on the field in the Super Bowl last year, even though they didn't win. Yep. Um, and I don't know. I did. I, I think it's uh, certainly in a plateau, um, you know, right now, if not starting to decline a little bit. He was pressured, and, and you expect uh, he's made – plays with his feet before but he's just not scrambling and running around you know lane johnson goes out and that line just fell apart they did the opposite of what the giants line yeah, did in yeah. the second half they fell apart for mm-hmm. that uh, i think kelsey was out the whole game uh but lane johnson goes out at right tackle and uh the jets pass rush was all over him so uh and when they sent miles sanders to well, they just didn't re-sign him. Right. Uh, he's in Carolina. They really don't have a running game, you know. Uh, I, they're really not as diverse as they should be. Um, so just keep an eye on that Jalen Hurts um, performance this week against, as you rightly said, an incredible Jets defense. Yeah. Anybody could look like that. But uh, he hasn't looked great all year, and he is deferring – uh, what did I see? Seventy-one percent of his pass attempts have gone to AJ uh, Brown. AJ Brown over the first six games here, uh, and, and Devontae Smith dropped a couple of really catchable balls, which is odd for him. Uh, yeah, Devontae Smith targeted eleven times, five catches. Right, uh, and the bulk of those were drops. Yeah. Um, so. You know, I'm just saying keep an eye out uh, on Hurts and and the quarterback play and and especially the line play uh, for Philadelphia. Yep. Agreed. But, you know, great win for the Jets. um, Yep. You know, on the heels of seeing, you know, the 49ers go down as an undefeated team and then the Jets, you know, follow suit and knock knock the Eagles out from the undefeated uh, so the 72 dolphins, whoever's left can pop their champagne, which is not many of them. Um, I saw on Twitter that, that very statement and it was just like a picture of them from like 1984 popping champagne. Yeah. Yeah. All, Cause Nick, all, Nick, like, yeah, Bonacani was in there and he looked right. young and Jim like, holy King, cow, yeah, like, yeah, that's from a guys. while ago. Um, yeah. as far as that goes, but yeah. Um, you know, so Did you- Good games. 
Yeah, uh, Monday night game actually was pretty entertaining, even though uh, the guys with the stars in their helmet ended up winning the game 20-17. to 17. Uh, Probably Justin Herbert's worst performance, Dave, that I've seen. Um, not because they lost necessarily, but he just made some bad throws that usually he hits the – you know, Keenan Allen, he had a couple of times wide open. He just made a terrible throw. Mm-hmm. He had uh, that super tall fam, the uh, tight end in the end zone. And he just like threw it into the third row. Um, I don't know. He just looked really uh, off last night. And it ended up costing them the game. He was 22 for 37, 227 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. Um, Austin Eckler returns, but. Uh, you know, that that Dallas defense, not only is their pass rush incredible, um, but they stop the run. You know, they just do uh, either they're sacking the quarterback or they're meeting the running back in the backfield with a handoff. So um, it's hard to get anything done on the ground there uh, with them. But yeah, 23 uh, carries for 53 yards uh, out for the Chargers. So not great numbers. But again, you know, you have to know that coming in and and be able to balance that. And I think, you know, if you're the Chargers, you say, okay, the balance is we're depending on Justin Herbert to play better. Um, and when he doesn't, they're going to lose games like this. And so now the Chargers fall to two and three, uh, you know, definitely, you know, feeling like another one of those years where the Chargers just another kind of lost season up and yeah. down and don't quite get uh you know, to where they want to be. And, you know, for the Cowboys, you know, they get their bounce back, you know, they, they win after getting throttled by the 49ers and, um, you know, yeah. so. Yeah. Uh, Dak played, you know, I got to give him credit. He played better in this game. I mean, he made some plays, made some plays with his feet, um, which is you're sensing a theme for me. Uh, I think overall line play in the NFL is way down. Um, and, you know, that if you can draw a direct line from that to the lack of kids playing youth football for the last decade, I think because uh, no one wants to be a lineman anymore because there's no glory in it. And the, you know, injury and concussion piece of every play, you're smashing into, a, you know, a huge guy across from you. Um, I, I think line play all around the, world, the country in, uh, college football is down too. Um, so it's just very interesting. Um, anyway, to see Dak bounce back and have a nice, uh, a nice game uh, with his legs. And when he rolls out, he's dangerous because he can make those passes. Um, and CD lamb stepped up a little bit. Um, so I don't like it, but I have to give them credit for pulling out this win 2017, Dave. Yep. Yep. No, I'm with you. Um, I, I don't, I don't like it either. Um, not, you know, one of my favorites, uh, teams. I don't have the distaste that you do because they play in your division. You play them twice a year all the time and, and all of that, but yeah, uh, you know, good, solid win. You know, these are games that if, if you're Dallas and you want to be successful, these are games during the season that you need to win. Yeah. Dak said coming in, this was a must win and everyone rolled their eyes, but he's right. If they don't win, you know, get the bounce back and, and, you know, start to build some confidence, you know, they could have really lost the season early. 
Not that I'm saying they're going to not lose it later because that's what Dallas does. But, <laughs> You're um, right. But to be three and three and chasing, <laughs> you know, tied with Washington, chasing the Eagles, um, you know, a 49ers team that's already whomped on them. Like, you know, you look at the, you look at the NFC, Mike, and the Cowboys are the only four and two teams. So, uh, right that was a big win for them and, and really does help with some of that separation. Right. I agree. Uh, so let's look at some matchups for next week, buddy. Uh, Thursday night game is Jaguars saints could be entertaining. Saints defense yep. is tough. Jaguars offense uh, starting to roll. Travis starting ATN, to roll. Um, yeah. You know, a, a true weapon in the backfield. So that, that, that could be a fun game. Mm-hmm. Um, although it is a Thursday night game. So you know how that goes. Yep. Uh, yep. My Giants in the one o'clock slot against the Commanders. Uh, yep. This is a game we have to win. We, I mean, we have to win. Yep. Um, this Agreed. is a team that we we should beat. Daniel Jones has had a lot of success against the Commanders in his career. Uh, hopefully, he's the one out there um, playing. Uh, but uh, the Commanders can be dangerous too. You know, they have a lot of weapons, and mm-hmm. if they decide that they want to play defense that day. Uh, have you ever seen a coach say less on the sideline than Ron Rivera? Like, I, I like his mouth is glued shut. I mean, what what is yeah. his purpose out there? He doesn't wear yeah. a head check. Yeah, he, he got his arm arms folded, sunglasses on, and he just doesn't say a word. It's very very odd to me. But yeah, anyway. it's it is strange, and I would agree. Uh, that's a game the Giants need to win. Uh, the Bills go to one and five. New England uh, definitely a game that the Bills need to win. Uh, New England just not good. Okay. They're just, they're not, just, they're just right. not a good football team. The bills need to beat up on them. Uh, we mentioned the lions and Ravens. That's the one o'clock slot on Fox. Uh, so, you know, hopefully a lot of the country gets to see that and gets to see the lions. Um, Mike, just real go quick ahead on the Brown Browns Colts. Uh, looks like, Anthony Richardson's going to be out for the year and you're going to get all you oh. want of Gardner Minshew. Yeah. Oh no. Um, so, uh, but that Browns defense could be ugly, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That could get ugly. Uh, Mike, the, the highlight game is Sunday night, the five and one dolphins at the five and one Eagles. Um, the, you know, you're going to have uh, Philly, Philadelphia Phillies, wild you know with baseball as they're in the national league championship series so the philly fans are going to be fired up they're going to be unhappy after losing to the jets uh so this will this will be a really really great game and this is this is as as i said the sunday night game so clearly the highlight uh game of the week interestingly eagles minus two minus two over under 52 that seems a touch low right Mm. Yeah, um, I think so. The Eagles have not been putting up a lot of points. So yeah, yeah, and maybe that yeah. maybe that is the case um, as far as that goes. But yeah, um, Monday night, you have Niners Vikings could be entertaining. You know, certainly see what the Niners do to bounce back. How healthy they are. Reports yeah. are that all three players that we've been mentioning, uh, their injuries aren't serious, and they certainly seem mm-hmm. like they're going to play on Monday night. Um, but they'll know as the week progresses. So that's good news, you know, for football fans. I just like to see um, stars like Debo and McCaffrey, you know, on the field um, 
again, the Vikings without uh, Justin Jefferson are just, uh, they're just bad uh, yep. offensively. Yeah. So, um, but could be fun. Bye weeks if you need them. Bengals, Jets, Texans, Cowgirls, Panthers, Titans, Titans, excuse me. Um, six yeah. teams on the bye week, Dave. Interesting. Yep. 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 I, I know and, the Bengals because I got a bunch of Bengals on my, my fantasy teams. Again, nobody cares, but I always mention it every week. Uh, interesting point with my fantasy, my two fantasy teams. Uh, I not, I beat the top teams in both leagues this last week. Uh, okay. so feeling pretty good about myself and my fantasy teams that I was, they were able to step up this last week and, and knock off the top teams kind of like the Eagles and the 49ers getting knocked off. Oh, all right. A bizarro week all the way around in <laughs> NFL and FFL football. As far as that goes. But yeah, um, another fun conversation, Mike. Uh, everybody, you know, check us out on the socials, you know, weigh in on our, our five and one team poll that's out there. We'd like to, you know, get some more votes there and generate some more conversation. Uh and we're, we'll continue to be following all these NFL storylines and baseball playoffs are happening and uh, some crazy stuff there. Uh, uh, Mike said last week too, like the NBA is getting going. And so you're starting to see some preseason and uh, lots of crazy NBA stuff TV, going on. If you have it, has started their season previews for each team. They take a half hour, go over last year real quick, what their roster looks like and what, you know, what uh, predictions they might make. So very interesting if you need something to go to sleep to after the baseball games. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, check out all of that and, and keep you know paying attention to us on the socials and uh, on Spotify and on YouTube here at Think Tank Sports, where we think and you listen as we strive for five. Have a good night, everybody. Peace.